Hi, welcome to the Creative Explorers podcast. I'm Rachel Shores. I am a watercolor artist and also writing about my travels and trying to integrate that into my art process. And I'm here with Laume. Hi, Laume. Hi, I'm also an artist and a writer. Um, uh, yeah, working on textiles um, with natural materials. And actually, I create also create drawings. So. <laughs> oh, my God, I really have to practice that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's still, yeah, cool. Well, we do what we can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So maybe and it, the... it, it go back to being an artist again. So it feels totally out of, I don't know, out of practice <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> maybe it's, it's a good time to, to go back to art and to talk about our art again. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I feel like we, you and I, uh, we're, we're like the master avoider. Or I, I, sh I won't speak for you, but I feel like I'm a master avoider. I can talk all about ideas and art and hopes and dreams and then not be doing it. <laughs> exactly, and never be too, yeah, too, too, too concrete about it. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it is difficult for me to talk about this. I can't even speak so my brain just... <laughs> But yeah, maybe <laughs> we should go back talking about art. That's what yeah. Well, would you? I think a a nice way to start would maybe talking about your um your review from your critique artist person. You know, somebody yeah. else writing about your art, and maybe that could start us into yeah. That was very helpful. So so maybe someone who's listening to us for the first time thinking, what are they talking about? I had a very confusing two weeks, I think. I had a very triggering two weeks and very revealing two weeks. And I'm still a bit all over the place of it, <laughs> where I'm coming from. And I had some um, interesting, um, yeah, I had someone talk about my art, some, some art professor, and she really looked at it. She really took time to, to take it in and to think about it. And that was so helpful. And she gave me a very valuable feedback. I mean, that's something we usually don't get as art. That's what I also realized. We don't get feedback that much. Sometimes people say, oh, it's nice, or I don't like it, or, you know, but you never get kind of feedback that you can really use or that means something or that shows you that someone really spent time with it and, and takes it seriously. And that was so helpful. Um, and I let it sink in for a while. And uh, now I think. I know what you mean. So I'm, I'm an artist. I create textile art. I paint figurative on textiles, and I also make a lot of drawings. I started to make these automatic drawings. You actually, they're abstract. You simply start by taking, grabbing a pen, and paint, painting. Or you could also paint with watercolors, or, I don't know, or with a pencil, and simply draw lines without even looking until until uh, the sheet is full. And that's some kind of meditation for artists. And that's where I started. And somehow faces emerged. And that's when I started to make automatic portraits. <laughs> and she was totally intrigued by those because she said they're really going out ahead of me. And they that's where uh, this emerges. And they talk about there's a lot of energy in there. There's a lot of, and, and that's missing in my, she didn't say that but that's not in my text pieces and then mm -hmm. that's when I realized that 
exactly how I show up in this world. As an artist, I think I have to dress up and to hide certain parts of me. Whereas in these automatic trunks, I don't think much about it. I mean, it's just an exercise, isn't it? And that's where all the that, that that's why I put all these parts in there that I usually try to hide. That was so interesting to me. And it seems like people are mostly intrigued by those parts that I, I think of as not presentable. And that's when I realized, okay, I'm not showing up fully as an artist in my art and as a person. And that really gives me something to work with. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> So do you see yourself, so since you do these automatic drawings and they're, they're not like an art piece that you share, are you thinking of how to integrate what comes out of those into finished pieces? What I have several people say, I decided to show them at this local art fair. So I think people are, were really drawn to the energy. And that's when I realized, okay, maybe the artworks just artworks themselves so it's not just an exercise mm. maybe they have their own right to be and maybe that's just it and they said yeah and I thought, oh wow and somehow, that's so exciting like, yeah and, then, and when i i really thought about this i mean you could there could have been so many ways to interpret what uh this professor said like oh your pieces are not good enough blah, blah, blah. but i decided not to go down <laughs> the path but simply be open to it and see what's in there and then I mean, that's just right because I felt really stuck with my textile pieces and the and I think these abstract trunks they're raw they're intuitive they have a lot of energy and I always I thought yeah that's not good enough that's crap and I think that's what I thought about myself <laughs> it's not good enough I have to polish it I have to look what do people expect and just trust my dress up and, and I don't know, hide something and uh, put on a smile and go out there. And I think that's what I did. I'm like, not, yeah, but that really gave me something to think about, about that maybe it's enough. And maybe that's exactly my strength to, to trust the process and to simply let it emerge. And I think maybe that has a lot to do with life itself because I always go out there trying to control it, trying to be responsible. Maybe I just Maybe I should simply let it happen and, and focus on my strength and focus on the process and trust myself and trust my skills. That's what I... <laughs> and now I'm really excited to go back to my textiles because I'm interested in approaching them in the same way as I'm approaching these abstract drawings because I simply start. <laughs> so I decided to make my own pasta, um, soft pastas with earth pigments and... Yeah, draw on the surface, on the textile. And when I don't like oh. it, I can put it in the washing machine. That's what I tested. <laughs> so, oh, cool. And when I like it, I, I use soy to um, make it stick until okay. it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> That's my I'm plan. Gonna say, have you looked into how to make oil pastels? They'd be more permanent. They, they stay sticky. That's what someone told me. Um, um, I think it's not necessary because I have the I found these this wonderful spray can that you can refill just by using but uh, you just simply use um, air and that's that works. I don't know how how they do but you just put in your liquid and add air 
some from a um what do you call uh, this? I forgot. Uh, yeah, those those canister things, right? For like uh, no, CO two or something. No, to to pump up uh, um when Your you water. have a bicycle, for example. What do you, you put air in it? What's it called? I forgot. My brain doesn't function. <laughs> Not a pump. I don't know. I forgot. But that's uh, what I found, and I can simply spray a soymic on it, and that's fantastic. And I can make my own um, fixative with it, just uh, so I don't have to use all this chemical stuff. Because when you work with uh, charcoal, it you have to use something to make it um, stick to the paper, and that's always very um, not very uh, eco-friendly. Like right. um, so did you did you actually find a fix a natural fixative for your charcoal? Yeah, yeah, I'm experimenting with uh, soy milk and also um, milk, skimmed milk. I think it works best. Um, and the, the, my problem was how to put it on I mean, when you use a, a pump spray thing. It doesn't work. It's just it's it it's it's not working. So I needed something more. Um, just what this is called an air, air pump yeah well that's i think i think it's a it's a tire or bicycle that's what i use okay. you know the but i mean it's ones. but you it's more like a hand pump and you pump the air into your canister it's not like because because what i was thinking of is like there's those little co2 cartridges that you get for like putting bubbles in your no, water no, uh, eco-friendly you can put in whatever you like you can put in paint or water or skimp milk works fine for charcoal it really does but, but this is just really like a regular spray can otherwise it's just you have all those in your painting it doesn't make sense oh that's that's <laughs> exciting that's what i'm at at the moment and i really realize something yeah you really no, just oh, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where I'm at, and I couldn't do anything because I had to work so much. So, many it's... <laughs> so I'm still trying to. So, so the skim milk it it doesn't change. It doesn't make the charcoal look milkier. Does it change how it looks when it no, when it's dried? It or is it? It doesn't. No, it doesn't really stay on, and it's um, it's. Really it's different than we use this regular spray. It's um, huh. it really stays on. It really stays on. Interesting. I think the service gets a bit glossy, and I have still have to experiment with a uh, soymic, but I'm sure it works because I use it as a binder just to um to paint with it. So that works perfectly well. So it should definitely work with um pastas and charcoal. And you're gonna, so you're gonna get your pastels onto your onto your upcycled uh, or or cloth, not upcycled, but reclaimed, basically, and see what comes out. I just uh, otherwise I just simply put it in the washing machine. <laughs> it has yeah, to yeah. go. Out. I, I like the idea. I have well, to experiment with it. So. Yeah, the, we were talking one time. I was having this conversation one time, and I really liked this idea of like what, 
like what makes art valuable mm-hmm. and uh what i was noticing is like the abstract art what i think is like people are using big larger mm-hmm. more expensive canvases and they can still put on it just expressive sketchy you know mm-hmm. random things but because it's because the material is nicer it looks more valuable and i think i like the idea of like taking there was an artist i saw um and i absolutely loved his stuff because it really looked just like it looked like it was just from something on a napkin you know (laughs) like and i was just like this is so cool because you're you're taking what was what we would think of discarding or what we would think was just notes. But yeah. yeah. Maybe we have to think about the value of art once again. I think, I think with many podcasts, but maybe the value yeah. of art, it's not the material. It's yeah, today and today's society, it's also what the story you tell about the, the artist and makes it valuable maybe the value is in when you look at it and it speaks to you and i think in order to do that you have to be authentic self you have to trust yourself to trust the process because then you put something into words or into images that to, so it can be in this world and talk to someone else so i don't know I just, someone else I remind them of what is possible for them also yeah. I mean, I, th- I think what I keep coming back to over and over again, and I think my art will develop one day into this, is just like loving and giving attention to the mundane. Like everything is beautiful, everything. And it's just a matter of perspective. In fact, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm, I was like, I was just about to argue with myself about how I'm not this deep <laughs> or whatever. And then I was looking at this uh, a watercolor I did, and it's just of a street. And I'm so proud of this watercolor. It's so pretty. And I'm and I just love it. But it's not a special street. It's not a a cute corner. It's not uh, you know, a monument or a you know, like this is no special place where I painted, you know. It's not and but I liked everything that was there and I liked the combination and I wanted people to see this for a minute, you know, of what what is there on your street. And I think and I'm and and here I am talking about this artist making, you know, coffee stains look important. And I'm like, I'm I'm helping make these little streets look important. Well the ones we the corners we walk by every day. Because that's what makes our life, isn't it? I mean it's not the big events. It's our everyday life. It's now <laughs> it's in this moment and that's and i think yeah maybe it's also how you see this how the gesture that's in there and that makes it interesting it doesn't have to be i don't know castle or something okay. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i feel kind of bad that's one of the things like i am the you know i get to, I, I like trying to make myself sound fancy like oh i'm an international artist you know i paint scenes of europe and everything and people like I can almost hear it in my head of people like, well, where's the castles? Where's New Schwanstein? Where's this? Where's that much? You can get a picture of that. Go get go get a photo. There's a million of those. Just go Google, you know, the Louvre or whatever, and you can have your picture. But this is a corner of a, you know, what is it? A, a no-name 
you know, beer garden and some houses and, uh, you know, an old wine store. (laughs) I mean, that's enough. Yeah, maybe as artists, we should simply trust ourselves more, our skill, how we see the world, because that's our job, isn't it? And it's, yeah, who cares what other people think? Or if, I don't know. That's that's what I learned. Simply trust the process and put it in what's unique what are, what and not thinking what should i do how yeah. should i be <laughs> what should i paint who cares about that <laughs> i love i really this is what i'm really excited for you with your realization because like i know when we first started talking you were talking about how um or you know when we just t- talked about art you know how you'd always use just found scraps to do your mm-hmm. automated drawings on and with the idea to throw them away and like you the way you yeah. were so you treated them so insignificantly and i'm really excited to see what happens i think there'll be a little bit of a challenge if you actually prepare a place for them to show up that's you know will last and will maybe be seen or maybe it's bigger or whatever but like i hope that you get past that really fast and start making these um automatic drawings for to be seen and to be shared so i'm i'm so excited we'll see but i also realized that my illustration i have to i think it's really about trusting yourself as an artist because I had novel and wanted to make this sequential art and then I realized no I don't want to start with this with a sequence with a comic sequence I can't it's not my strength and I think my words are much ah. stronger than this and then I realized it's okay it doesn't have to be. I don't have to do that it's always I should do that I should do this there is no I don't want to I want to start with writing and then I want to add an illustration and then maybe I have some ideas for scenes where I want to make sequential art. And then I, that was such a relief. <laughs> There's so many yeah. shoots. I mean, we have yeah. far too many shoots. Yeah. And maybe that is, it's. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear that because this is my thing. This is the thing. And I am saying this to myself because I'm trying to embody it and believe it. And mm-hmm. I'm still like struggling with it but like i am so excited to see people share themselves as they grow and change and heal and develop like i want to see the whole development i don't want to see just the finished book i mean the finished thing is going to be awesome but like i hear all these stories of i hear all these stories of people and that's how they did it like one of my favorites i think i maybe I told it on this podcast before and unfortunately I don't know who the writer is but she was a mom and she had been a writer and whatever her story was she had to put away her art and thought she had given up because she had to change her life towards momming or whatever and then Mm -hmm. she started then Twitter came about and she started just like putting her funny quotes on Twitter and and she was like it's really interesting how that changes your writing style when you're limited to so many characters mm-hmm. and you know she wasn't writing a novel she wasn't writing a blog even you know she's writing what 160 characters or something and they started going viral oh, wow. and <laughs> she started like develop and she she started playing out these things and she just got like known as this humorous realist person you know talking about 
her her home life and everything and mm-hmm. she ended up finding like she was like I basically had editors for every single sentence of my book and I just basically printed off my Twitter feed and it became a book that was that like mm-hmm. it was already out in the world as Twitter posts and she had whatever her followers were and then and now she has a book so we you know anyone else who comes across it now will be like oh look at this you know hysterical book somebody just popped off the top of their head and they're like no she had the work of community and support and humor and she's you know she was like I would write this and it would land right and then I'd redo it and that would go viral and she just and because she was sharing her process it was it mm-hmm. made that book and I mean, she didn't, I don't even think she had that book idea. I think it was just about, you know, something typical, like how hard mom, li- you know, the the, the mm-hmm. humor of mom life or something. I'm not sure. I don't remember. And unfortunately, I don't have anyone to send a book, you know, to where to go. But okay. I still just love that story. I just, and I've tried, I'm trying. But every time I come to myself, I'm like, no, I don't know yet. I don't even know what this is. Therefore, I can't share it till I know better. Or I think I know, but it's, but I'm not, I want, it's not a fully developed, my ideas aren't fully developed. So. That's what I realized. So I thought, oh, yeah, it's just crappy. It looks rough and who cares? And obviously there's something in it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe in general, too much at the something there's always there's, they polish it till it's i don't know it everything's the same you know yeah <laughs> we have formulas for everything and then you fit it into this yeah. formula and then it's boring and we should, maybe it's really about having this unique wide uncensored expression maybe that's what we need in this world especially now because we um, yeah i don't know i'll uh if you want, oh my goodness, my very favorite, uh, oh, I can't remember, I'm terrible names, but if you want to check out another teacher and mentor, I follow this woman who also has a podcast, it's called Bridge, the Bridgewalkers podcast. Oh yeah. And she oh, has a yeah. whole, yeah, and she says this over and over and over, like the whole purpose of yourself is to uncover all the wounds. I've been listening to her. I've been catching up on the TikToks, but I've been, um, you have to uncover all the wounds, all the expectations, all the things of how you tried to form and change and, and mold yourself into society to be, you know, proper and uncover that. And that fullest expression is is there and it's been there the whole time but that's your truest self and that's been so encouraging and i'm hoping i'm always hoping i'm there getting there i'm always getting there i'm not fully expressed (laughs) maybe you should simply start without being fully expressed now because then you know that's exactly oh i would i would do it when i'm i don't know when i'm fixed or whatever you will never be fixed so maybe (laughs) why not start now simply do it Simply see what yeah. happens and be aware of it and simply use this as an exercise. Sometimes in Zen it can be so when you're afraid of something. So maybe that when it happens, that's a good opportunity to simply look at what arises and <laughs> what thoughts you have and what you tell yourself. So it ex- it's exposed. So 
that can be very helpful yeah. to do the yeah. very thing that you're afraid of. <laughs> yeah. So when you do this with an open mind and just simply curiosity, seeing what happens without putting yourself down, simply seeing what's the process, what, what happens when I'm doing something I don't want to, I don't feel ready to. So oh, <laughs> sounds easy, it's not easy. But yeah. But you, you, but are, you are... Oh, go ahead. No, you spoke about something what you did artistically. I'm, I'm curious about that. Or, <laughs> you know, you wanted to share that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I was just thinking everything you were saying. It was like, I, it was making me think about my uh, project. We'll just call it a project. Um, and and um, what's super cool, I was realizing is like, I, it's, it's like, this is a this is a mile marker for me because this means that I've been on this we've been doing this podcast long enough we've been doing it a year now because I started I talked about this briefly when I was going through mm-hmm. my belief system and and what I do and I did talk about it last year but um this year I'm talking about it again and I actually made one TikTok about it so far it's only the beginning and I'm hoping to actually bring in anyways before I uh, I should just be starting with what I'm talking about. Um, is so it I am in the woods, uh, as starting what three days ago. Um, I know we're not. I know we're releasing these podcasts out of not out of sync, but like mm-hmm. more in advance later down the line. So, but anyway, so my my thing started about three days ago, and it's my family's tradition that. We were in our church together, and our church was just carried on the tradition, but not from the reading it from the Bible necessarily. They had their interpretation, and it's kind of based off of the. Uh, it looks most similar to Judaism with the Sukkot mm-hmm. Feast of Booths. They call it. We just call it mm-hmm. Feast of Tabernacles. My husband calls it Feast of Barnacles. He mm-hmm. likes to be clever. <laughs> But um, anyways, so yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking something that had like this sacred should to it. It was like, if you want to, if you want to keep God happy, you must be keeping these laws this way and doing it Mm -hmm. this way and all this. And it was a very like, it was almost a somber thing because it's like, if you don't, you're going to be punished and have a terrible life and all this stuff. But, but also, but I mean, it was still, it was. Yeah, that's kind of how, so it was always a very, like, I must do this kind of thing. And then it's changed over the years. And, um, and it just keeps changing because it was, because the way I was raised is like, oh, this represents, you know, it had all this representation of prophecies and and Judaism and Jews and and Israelites, you know, all this stuff. But now I'm like, figuring it out by myself <laughs> because because um like my original belief was like well this was meant as a community to be celebrating together as a community and since there isn't a community and I'm just and it's just my family it really doesn't have the same meaning you know like mm-hmm. every like and so and there's yeah what what am I doing <laughs> It's kind of what I, so, so I'm out in the woods. 
um, because, and I'm still using the Bible, even though I'm not sure I am being guided by the Bible so much anymore. So that's a confusion for me. But I'm also back into, nice. I'm also thinking about um, uh, seasons. Yes. So mm. these 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 holy days and stuff, they really read they mm -hmm. like what I find interesting is like, okay, there's the Bible. It's in the Bible. How do I feel about the Bible? I don't know. I'm kind of putting that aside for now. How do I feel about seasons? I'm very mm -hmm. connected to seasons. I very much wanna put a, I really very much want to feel connected to nature and kind of revel in the seasons mm -hmm. and 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 I don't know, honor in a way, I guess. And so, and this is a very good celebration kind of time of a season. This is like the harvest. This is when everything good mm -hmm. is coming in abundance and and it's just before the winter kind of thing. And so it's like, that's the part I really like. And I also like about it being about being in nature. So the mm -hmm. Bible part was like, oh, you know, use palm fronds and all these like Mediterranean um, mm -hmm. materials okay makes no sense. yeah to yeah to build a build a booth and you go dwell mm -hmm. in this booth that's your, what you're supposed to do so i'm taking from that i've like all right i'm gonna go into what my nature is so we have the woods of you know Bayern, germany right now and it's palm mm -hmm. it's pine trees and mm -hmm. all this so i'm building my shelter and shelter if you saw what my shelter that's a joke it's a complete <laughs> this is no shelter it's a it's a it's a <laughs> it's a pine <laughs> sticks leaned up against each other <laughs> and then i sit there and 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 wonder what i'm doing and but what i love about it and i think i talked about this last time is like what i what i like and what i take from this is like watching this thing that we tr like futilely try to, to build i build it with no tools no materials mm -hmm. to tie it together it just falls down and rots away and and whatnot. And so, and it's not protective at all. It's it's just it's to me. It's such a great. I love doing it because it feels so pointless and futile. And I just really mm -hmm. like thinking about like what else in our life are we just being this useless? Is this useless? You know, this effort that we put in, and then um, to watch it kind of deteriorate and change through the weather and through for eight days is really cool to watch as well. And the difference this year um, is I really want, like, I've done it by myself forever as this personal reflection, but as also kind of like honoring my family. But now I really, but like, I really like mm -hmm. the conversation it brings up. Mm -hmm. And I really want to have that conversation with other people. And I don't want to. I don't want to make a bunch of people go out in the woods we and build it. shelters necessarily, mm -hmm. but I want them, I'd really like them just to look at what I made. And I started thinking of it instead of a, a booth or a shelter or a Sukkot or, you know, there's all these words for it, but like I resonate most with like, this is my woods art installation. <laughs> and oh, when, I I started, like when I started thinking about that and now that we have TikTok and I can make videos out in the That's woods and I can go post them, I'm like, people don't have to come to the woods to be part of this. They can, I can just start sharing it. And I started thinking about what is this community of who do I want to bring to my 
wood my stick <laughs> my sticky house my stick house <laughs> and why and um and kind of getting back into that other symbolism of of the harvest and abundance and gathering and and like what we think about fruits fruits of our labor um kind of has me thinking about people this way like this is what if and this is and what we're talking about is like art process like i'm still working through this i don't understand what i'm doing (laughs) oh but i like it i really like it because yeah maybe that's the expression that we were talking about so we show up in this world and then we share so maybe we maybe the these yeah. ex- exactly these parts we can it showed two on your other if you go back to the other document it showed two yeah the ones that should be I'm not sure out in the world maybe that's the other part that would be others maybe yeah. maybe so, well so you yes, and this okay. is a good. I'm glad you bring this up because this is a part of myself and my upbringing that I have hid forever. Mm-hmm. Like we used to go to church, even yeah. when we went to church, and that had a few thousand people in it. And I'd have to get off special for school because it's in October, and mm-hmm. the way the church would do it is you go you go to a designated feast site and you spend the feast mm-hmm. in hotels because the Bible says temporary dwelling. So temporary oh. dwelling is very a loose term. You know what's oh, a temporary yeah. dwelling? Is it a is it a tent? Is it a place you just stay for a while? Like, I think, you know, um, so the church's interpretation is like, you go stay in a hotel, that's your booth. (laughs) And then you, and, and then you're all together in this congregation thing. And then it was so, it was very different being a celebration kind of thing because there's, we were, our church was quite isolated. Mm -hmm. You'd be, you'd be be at these conventions with hundreds and hundreds of like-minded believers. So, um, now i don't know but that that old way was like everyone had to be in the same mindset and have the same beliefs and Mm -hmm. and in my old way i didn't share my beliefs outside of church and i didn't talk i didn't talk to people about this at school or at work or it's just it's just weird it's just too weird like why are you going to a church convention that's a week long and then once i got out of Mm -hmm. high school my family and i started you know, building shelter. A sh- my dad would build a shelter, and he's a wood guy, and he would use twine. Mm-hmm. So his shelters, mm-hmm. and they were for the five of us. So they were actually, he actually made them to mm-hmm. be. We slept out there for the whole week, so, and mm-hmm. so they would be. They were better for for weather. They did withstand weather, but it was like sleeping mm-hmm. in a big old squirrel's nest. <laughs> <laughs> but. But now that it, you know, so it's, it's kept changing, but the thing that hasn't changed about it is I don't tell people because like, how did this come out of the Bible? And it's been interesting talking with my husband who's atheist and he's just like, why are you doing a tradition that's like thousands of years ago? And like, what does this even have to do with today? Which is me thinking a lot. I don't know I, what I yeah. Maybe it's just my projection. I think you you come you it's no longer in the woods, this nature thing yourself, own nature maybe. That's what it feels like to me. I don't know, it's my impression. So it has no, nothing to do with but yeah, you have to 
I think now it to me it feels more like a retreat. You just go back to the to yourself. So you take time to be with the nature. Or maybe that's I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. That's what it's no. Like. That's yeah. That's a hundred percent. And I'm and these few years I've been doing it. Because I've lived away from home for a long time, so I still keep it on my own. I don't mm -hmm. always get, uh, I oftentimes did not get to go home. I'd often try to get home for the feast, but I often didn't. And I haven't been home for it and since I've moved to Germany. And so Germany's been interesting because you can't legally sleep in the woods. Because mm -hmm. they're like a, <laughs> no. I don't know what it is. So like, uh, I'm not going to go break laws to do this. And then... Um, I'm not going to be the weird neighbor because you in the Bible you can yes, build it on your yes. deck as well or outside, you know, oh, okay. just outside your house. And I'm like, I'm not building this okay. on my porch and then sleeping outside <laughs> on the porch with my husband sleeping inside. And like, <laughs> it's not so much what would the neighbors think, but like this feels like so dumb to me. So, so then the other part I went into is like, well, dwelling is a very loose term because it's not. Yeah. Does that mean does that mean you live there? Does that mean you sleep there? You know, like what does dwell mean? So how would you interpret that? So then after that, I was like, I don't think I tech. I don't think sleeping. Yes, it would be make it simpler, but I don't think that's necessary because I think it's spend time. Yeah, so in that case, the two point six. I can. I can. Yeah, I've accepted that I can. I can spend hours instead of all you know day and night out in the woods. <laughs> oh, but, that makes sense somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, so, and I think, and the weirdest thing, this is the part I don't quite understand. Like, I want to share it and I want to tell people, like, it's supposed to be a community thing. It's not, it was meant as community, it was meant as, and so it's like, it's okay that I'm doing it by myself and it's nice, but it's become more and more stronger every year. Like every year for the last three years, I've recorded in the woods and I've recorded myself and I've had these messages and I've said stuff with the intention of like sharing and I don't do it because I've just been hiding it. So I made my first TikTok and I'm hoping and I'm, we have this podcast, hope like keep me accountable. Tell me to share the videos. Like I hope I want to change it. And what I was gonna say, just by changing it, just the, just by the first video I did, um, and shared and told people, I got this new kind of idea, and 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 it's still kind of hazy. But I was like, um, my, one of my models was I draw in my community, and. And so I draw my community, I bring in people to me and I do that through my art. And this is my arts installation. So what if I started decorating and like one of the, I like the idea of decorating it and like celebrating it that way mm -hmm. is like, what if I started doing little mini pictures to represent the people that are in my life and as my mm -hmm. fruits, you know, and then mm -hmm. like, I have all these TikTok people and what if I start doing little art pieces for them? And like, I've already had some people responding and being excited. So I, yeah. I think that's the next thing I'm going to try. Anyway. Yeah. You can always make videos from, of this installation. So if we make the drive site for outdoor installation, it changes over time. It's more expensive. 
very much put there and I like the idea. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I think, yeah, maybe it's a time to really um, discover parts of ourselves that we kept hidden. And I think our art would definitely benefit from that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and I think uh, all the audience would benefit from that. When I think of myself as an audience, as an art audience, I don't care much about the stuff that's tame. <laughs> I think that's, that's exactly what happens. All the time. I really like stuff that's unique and that really speaks to me because this person is has, I don't know, it's, shows vulnerability and courage and all these things. I think that's and how can we do that? We that hide parts of ourselves. So maybe it's part of being being an artist to really discover all this, to unearth this. And I think going into the woods for a week, being with yourself is really, they, it sounds like, like the perfect thing to do, to discover these parts. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you say this because one of the things that I found really interesting, and this is, and, and I think, this is part of the, there's so many messages, but one of the messages that I really, is, that's very, very strong for me, and I, I'm going to bring this to TikTok now that I, now that you helped me remember, is that, like, I want people to see and understand that they're not alone. And, mm -hmm. like, this was the thing, this was the power, I think, that the church had, was they were like, nobody does this. Nobody has anything mm -hmm. like this, 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 this. What they taught, like, our church was always like, you know, this truth we have is so unique okay. and so singular. Nobody mm -hmm. else in the whole world has mm -hmm. ever is doing this this way, the correct way. This is the right and the true and the only way. But my dad was the perfect oh, example shit. of, like, he believed he should be keeping the Feast of Tabernacles back when he was 18. And he never did because he felt like too much of a weirdo for doing mm -hmm. it. And then, you know, he ended up getting married and, so you know, mom and they, they, we grew up in a trailer park and he's like, I don't think, you know, mom was like, we're not building a, a stick house <laughs> in our yard in the trailer park. Like, what are you talking about? Kind of thing. And then he found the church and then the church had the interpretation of living in a hotel and they're like, oh, this is better. This is, this is better. But when I, but, and so I always, I, I feel like that was one of the things that I didn't understand was very special was that. That's why we would choose to. We aren't so special. Mm -hmm. Like, like I grew up this whole time. Like I, I came to this belief. I had this belief in, in my religion for umpteen years that this is the way, the only way, the only ones were the highest and the best and whatever, whatever. But at the back of my mind was like, well, my dad did this when he was so what's what's so you know my dad came to this conclusion <laughs> and years later um back when i was traveling so when i was traveling i'd always try to find um feast sites and and because mm -hmm. it's the same days you're told how to count it in the bible mm -hmm. so i was like i'll just i'll just do some things and i could always find one you know i could find people mm -hmm. keeping it different ways and mm -hmm. there's different groups and there's different beliefs and there's not it's not just my church you know and one of my best life lessons was I came to a group. I don't even remember how I found this group just by there's another Sabbath keeper group there. I don't even remember the story. It was years ago. And I was asking around at churches I was visiting and they're like, oh, yeah, there's this weird group and they're off in the woods this week, you know, and you said it's your feast is this. I was like, yeah. So I went out there. Mm -hmm. and yeah, there was a group of like 
20, 30, like hip, like really hippie mm-hmm. kind of people. And they were just doing this festival, doing the Feast of Tabernacles. And I came out and like, oh, cool. You guys are doing this. Nice. Good job. You know, and I'm here. And they're like, they were just blown away. They're like, why? Why do you know about this? Who? And I was like, because <laughs> it's in the Bible. And my dad was doing it when he was younger. And I've been doing it since I was 17. Like what? And they all like this group of 20 people were like, oh, my goodness, we thought we were the only ones. We thought it was it. We thought we were the weirdos. And we're like, I was like, no, this is, you're not weird. And so it's like, now I want, I just really want to bring it out on TikTok. I'm like, who else is, there's somebody, I know there's somebody out in the woods yeah. who's, <laughs> who's feeling like a weirdo. <laughs> and, and I'm going to find him. <laughs> I think that's something very sad about our society. So we are so connected. But nevertheless, we're so, so isolated from each other. So it's all about you fear you don't belong. You feel you're unique. You fear. I think that's just what we've been taught. So that's just the opposite of community. So, <laughs> and maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's what we should do as artists. So to simply express this, what it what it means to be be a human being in this society, what it means to have all these, <laughs> I don't know, but put, put it out there and be ourselves. And I mean, that's, it feels like this is my job, not to paint pretty pictures or something or what someone else wants to see, but what I, what really is there. <laughs> to right, remind so you're people saying, to. This is my job to remind people that they're not alone. Yeah. In a way, I think it's our and job as artists, maybe, is to be our authentic yeah, selves and to, to paint what we see and what we want to, to speak that the truth out. Not nearly enough for the um, to put it out in the world so that those SM150 cabinets are 1.5 meters put it wide. Into words, to put it into images, what other people, so it can be out in the world so, so people can be touched by it and reminded by it. They want to. So if we don't put it out, out there, it won't be there. So I think I don't think that my art is very um, relevant in that way. But I think even when it's just a tiny, uh, tiny piece of this word, so maybe that's my job just to put out a tiny piece so someone can connect to it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to. I want I agree. I'm and I'm trying to say it. I'm I'm still working on what my message is, but I know yeah, it's I'm not, I'm not saying it. <laughs> yeah. It's something about because the thing I wanted like when I was thinking of that story was like the two things I've heard is like you're not special, but you are special. Like mm-hmm. it, I guess I think I the best I can think of is that that Shell Silverstein poem i think i mentioned a couple podcasts ago about you know the little the kid who was who had blue skin and they covered their skin and i always wished that they found somebody with blue skin somebody else but the other person in the world who had blue skin had covered their skin too yeah passed by each other never never knowing and i want you to stop show me your i think it really comes down to that's something else i realized when i wrote my I, I decided to write a new biography and stuff and I think I always wrote it having in mind what people want to hear and I, I think I really have to start with myself 
what I really want to say. <laughs> but that's a good start to, to be authentic, be more authentic and just simply, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. So I'm, I'm just curious where this goes. So I don't know. That's okay. But, yeah. But what about the Venus painting? We, we talked about your Venus painting just, I think, a few episodes back. Oh, I have. Um, I haven't worked on it since then. Okay, so maybe I've you... only done some sketching, but um, I'm thinking, uh, I'm hoping that I have time uh, out in the woods to do. I'm, I'm really feeling that mm. the abundance mm. and the fruits and parts, and I think I'll be doing lots of sketching of just some of her representation of of plant of uh, flowers and fruits. And mm. getting some ideas. She still has a like one segment. I don't have, and it's the kind of important mm. segment, just the how the mm. flowers are. And I think the problem is just that it's intimidating. Mm. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll just start drawing that. Maybe just trust the process. <laughs> that's not, but yeah, that, I think that's another thing that no one ever talks about as an artist. Sometimes you need time to reflect. Where you're not very, at least I, I need time to reflect where I'm not very productive. It feels like I'm losing it. I'm not in the studio. I'm not creating. But sometimes that's really, that time is very necessary to, to really rethink and to start again. So it's, I think that's where I'm at now because I couldn't work in the studio for weeks now because I was so busy and somehow <laughs> life got in the way. But it feels like there's something. I don't know, coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and this is for me, like, this is how my years go. So I have my week in the woods, and this is where I sit and get really into, it brings up all sorts, it brings up everything again, brings up all my thoughts and ideas and whatnot. And then after that, it's just like, it's time to get down and do the work. And so yeah. I'm, I am looking forward to what yeah. this brings up. But I'm also looking forward to including other people and getting feedback this time. And not yeah feeling so alone so with that do we have any last questions or summaries or oh i don't know i think it was <laughs> i went longer than i was planning I to today <laughs> I yeah, was gonna, we I were did. talking about doing a short episode but it's, it's pushing it again <laughs> yeah we make a short episode next time <laughs> there you go oh, I feel confused. Maybe this can there's a shift happening. It's the happening, and it's a process. That's what it feels like, and it's not yeah. in an instant. And then you're different. I think yeah, it's not like that. It's very painful to these shifts are painful. The revelations are painful. That's what it feels like to me. So, yeah. I I do have a question for our listeners, but it's more like a a rhetorical question. Um, you don't have mm -hmm. to answer it, but like. I'm quite curious, like, what, what do you think, what do you think is that one thing that makes you, you know, the weirdo? <laughs> and, and, and kind of like, maybe just reflect on it. It's like, is that true? Is that so, like, is that so unique? Like, are you so isolated? I think it's just a story we tell ourselves to keep, to, to hide parts of ourselves. And to not show up fully, maybe. To avoid life. <laughs> Most of what we do is avoid life. <laughs> and I think that's just 
one more thing. Yeah, when you tell yourself you're a weirdo, you don't go out there. I like that, yeah. I like what you said. What parts what parts are you hiding? Mm-hmm. What yeah. parts are you hiding? Maybe we could answer yeah. that. I don't know. I think I'm hiding some some wild parts of me, some 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 the darkness. The the I think it's dark stuff. And it's yeah, I don't know. Energy, I think. <laughs> and roughness. <laughs> and I'm definitely hiding where my source of spirituality so comes from. Because mm -hmm. I've got my 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 places are, you know, well, basically cult upbringings and um and and psychosis. Mm. <laughs> oh, complete yeah. opposites. I'm also hiding. I'm also hiding my my childhood, my, my the violence there, the abandonment. It's I always felt like it says something about me, but it doesn't. So I'm, I keep hiding that. I, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, and it's something not easy to say because what does it say about me? But it's part of me. It's it's a, yeah, it's a curse, but maybe also it fuels my art. Maybe I think I hide the dark. I try to hide the dark darkness, but maybe that's what makes my art unique. <laughs> you just helped me realize something, because that's something I real. Uh, well, all the rest. Um, you put into words like why I hide my cult upbringing, and it's because like, um, when I when I had my mental break, um, you oh, know, right. I was told, oh, it's because you've been already your brain is already broken it's already been brainwashed to you know mm -hmm. so you are susceptible to and and now i'm like oh this is, this makes a lot of sense like oh i can't let people know what a what a mess my brain is because this happened and you can and i have proof that it's a mess because then this happened yeah, it says it's <laughs> interesting interesting I, but I, I think it's just we're uh, for my i can say i'm just differently wired but who says what's not and what's not so and you, you can work with that you can use that you can reflect on that so just, just maybe you, yeah i don't know if there's someone out there who has a really functional i don't know praying that it's not broken <laughs> i don't think you can find someone like that I, <laughs> i'm telling us i know yeah i know there i haven't read it but gabber mate is all he's like he is the the expert right now on like trauma and childhood trauma mm, I, I know him and, yeah yeah and he has a new book out called there is no normal or the new normal something it, whatever mm -hmm. it is it's normal and he's basically saying that you're not no nobody's normal exactly and these these reactions and these these exactly. how you respond <laughs> to stuff how you respond and react is not normal it's all from it's all from handling um Maybe trauma. our society is not normal. How we treat people is not normal, but, but I think we're perfectly fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, then I will see you next week. Exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> not so confusing. No, I really feel confused. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for all those who are listening. Oh, confused woman. <laughs> we're all okay. conf hey, yeah. confusion is part of it. <laughs> I think so too. So maybe that's also some part I, I want. I want to hide. <laughs>
but no longer, so I'm, I'm being far more confused from now on. <laughs> okay. Okay, then see you next week. All right, bye. And bye to our listeners. Bye. <laughs>